You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. So pretend you don't see her. She's supposed to... This is so weird. (laughs) So Nicole's on vacation, and so, of course, we are filling in for her. Pretend that you don't see her so that she could be chilling, relaxing right there. All right, so today I'm going to share the word, but I wanted to talk to you guys. So guys, look up here. Look up here. I wanted to talk to you guys before I get into the message. I want to do a little story time. So can you guys, like, talk with me? Can we, like, talk together like we like each other and know each other? Because we're not strangers, right? We've seen each other enough times that we can talk back and forth. Right, girls? Right? All right, so does anyone have a story of a time where you wanted something so bad? You wanted something so bad that you did anything to get it. So let's say you wanted that cell phone so bad, and so you, you were like doing every chore in the house. You were doing whatever your mom or dad said so you can earn that cell phone. Or you had a sleepover. Let's say you wanted to sleep over your friend's house, and they were like, your parents were like, if you clean your room, you clean the bathroom, you do this, this, and that, I'll let you sleep over your friend's house. Or let's say you wanted a Switch, a video game, and your parents said, you got to do this, this, and that. Does anybody have a story of a time that they wanted something so bad that they had to do something to get it, and you did it, and you got it? You do? Here. Um. On the mic. That's the story? So he wanted a new pair of headphones, so he had to clean the whole house, and then he cleaned the whole house, and your mom got you the headphones? Good job, good job. Anybody else has a story besides my youngest? No, wait, Casey. Okay, so one time uh, I really wanted to stay in Kevin's room for a week, and it was when she moved out, so I did feel a little bad about that, but not as bad. So my mom said, if you keep your room clean for two weeks, you can. So I tried my best to keep it clean, and I ended up staying in there for like two months <laughs> instead of a week. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. That was nice. All right. Anybody else? Anybody wanted sneakers and maybe got a side hustle? Got a little side hustle? Mowing lawns? I don't know. Baking? Someone did uh, selling banana breads. Did anybody sell banana breads to earn, you know, some stuff that she wanted? So my daughter, she does bake sales to raise money for whatever she, she's wanting. Anybody else? Come on, I want to know someone else's story. Anybody else? How about one of the guys? One of the guys. Did you guys do anything ever? I make my money. You make your money for, so you wanted something, right? So you were like, if I want these type of sneakers, I got to get a job, right? And so you make yourself work hard so that you can get these, these cool sneakers. So you make yourself work hard to get what you want, right? Anybody else? So you know how you are so determined. It could be a grade. 
I know my daughters were, I think that they had like low, they had like low B's or something like that. And so my daughters were trying to do extra credit to get a higher grade. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah, you do extra credit to get the higher grade. So listen, you do whatever it takes to get what you want, right? And that's determination, right? You're motivated. You're like, I want those sneakers. I want that car, so I'm going to get the job. I want that doll, so I'm going to do the banana bread sell. I want those headphones, so I'm going to clean the house like my mom said. I want to sleep in my sister's room, so I'm going to keep my room clean so I can sleep over there. You are determined to get what you want. Do you know that same determination, that same motivation that you have to get what you want? Do you know that's what happened when God sent His Son to get what He want? He wanted you. He wanted you. And you know how you do whatever it takes to get what you want? Can you imagine sacrificing something like that? Your son. He was motivated and determined to get what he wanted. Do you believe that you were something he wanted that bad? He wanted you that bad that he sent his son to die. He sacrificed his son to get what he wanted. He wanted you. I know that at this age, a lot of times it's hard to know how much you are loved because it's very easy to feel like you're not loved. At this age, it's very hard to understand because of how much junk is going on around you, how valuable you are. You feel lonely, you feel rejected, you know, it's easy for kids to pick on you in school, bullying, um, maybe there's a boy you like and he doesn't like you. Maybe all your friends are dating and you're not allowed to date. How about that one? Especially because a lot of you are Christian homes, right? So a lot of you might be not allowed to date. So you can see everybody around you doing things you can't do and it makes you feel different. It makes you feel like um, you're not as cool, you're not like everybody else, and it doesn't feel good to not be like everybody else. Let's talk about your worth in Christ. You are worth dying for. Say, I am worth. I want to hear you louder. Say, I am worth. Dying for. I am worth. Dying for. Amen. If you guys can go with me to John 3.16. And I know a lot of you already know this. But let's have a little reminder because I want you guys to leave here knowing you're worth dying for. I want you guys to leave, leave here knowing that you don't need to settle for some guy. You don't need to settle for some girl. You don't need to settle for some feeling you think you have, but you know it's not right. You don't need to settle for, I feel different when I'm around boys, so maybe though I'm a girl, I should be with another girl. I feel different when I'm around girls, and though I'm a boy, maybe I need to hook up with boys. There are so many ways the enemy comes in at this age to mess with our minds, and you know why? It's because you don't know how valuable you are to God, because you don't know how much He loves you. So much so that you're worth dying for. You're not just some girl that was raised in that home. 
You're not just some guy that was raised in your home. You are someone who was created for great and mighty things by the Creator of everything. He's formed you beautifully and wonderfully. And he, he was so determined, His love was so intense that He sent His Son to die for you. That is intense, crazy love. I'm a parent and I'm telling you guys, I will never give any of my kids up for any of y'all. I'm so sorry. You guys are awesome, but I will not give up any of my kids. You are worth dying for. John 3.16 says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Ephesians 2.4 says, But God is so, so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much, that even though we were dead, because of our own sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. God is so crazy in love with us, even knowing all that we would do wrong. So is anybody in here perfect? No. Have any of you guys done wrong? Yes. Have any of you guys lied? Yes. Cheated? Yes. Uh, lied to your parents? Yes. Uh, any cheating is wrong! Cheating on someone. Guys, excuse me. We're going to have to have a class for the guys. Cheating is cheating, bottom line. But listen up, listen up. We've all messed up, right? You guys rebelled, disobeyed parents, correct? Yes. So this is telling you, Christ died for you knowing. God sent his son knowing that you were going to mess up. He knew that you were going to mess up. And in that sin, he said, you're still worth dying for. In that sin, you're still worth dying for. And in that sin, I still want you to be raised with me. God is so crazy in love with us, it didn't matter what we did wrong. He knew our flaws. Knowing all that, he still did whatever it took, just like he did, Christian did, whatever it took to get his headphones. God was so determined, motivated, I want my children back. I want my kids back. He did whatever it takes. So your first thing is knowing that you are worth dying for. Not only did God not make us pay for our sins, not only did He not make us pay for it, and we deserved it, but then He gave us the benefits of Christ being raised from the dead. Everything that came from Jesus raising. So being raised from the dead, would you say that's powerful? Coming back to life, that's powerful, right? Every benefit that came from Jesus raising from the grave, every benefit, the power, all of that God gave to us. So first off, He didn't make us be punished for our sins. He didn't judge us for what we did wrong. And girl, you know we done it wrong, okay? He didn't make us pay for what we did wrong. But then He gave us the benefits of what Jesus did for us. So Jesus has to pay our price and then we get to get the benefits of what Jesus did. How crazy does that sound? And that's something we don't, we kind of take for granted. We don't think about every day because our minds are on, well, this guy doesn't like me. I must not be pretty enough. I'm not doing good in school. I must not be smart enough. Um, my parents are always yelling and fighting with me. I must not be loved by them. I feel weird around people, so I must be different. 
I don't have the same personality as she does, so maybe I'm not like other girls. I am not as strong like that guy, so that's why I didn't make the basketball team. This, there are many things that you guys have, valid things that you guys struggle with, overwhelmed with, and you feel the weight of that, and you don't realize, wait a minute, I'm worth dying for. Because the enemy comes in, and he wants you to focus on what you're going through around you. He wants you to focus on the fact that you're not dating. You're not like everybody else. Everybody's going to that party, but my mom and dad are Christians, and they said no. He wants you to focus on the things that everyone else is doing, on the lies of the enemy, and to get your mind off of the fact that, you know what, I'm worth dying for. He didn't give us the punishment we deserve, but he gave us every blessing, every benefit, all the power that raised Jesus from the grave, that was all put inside of us. Now we are seated in heavenly places. We have special privileges because of Jesus, and it's, and it's not something we deserve at all. Amen. At all. All because God loves you. Say, all because God loves me. I want everyone leaving tonight knowing that God loves them with the love that's out of this world with the love that nobody else can give you. Nobody else, no matter how, how much they sweet talk you, no matter what, what they give you, they can give you the world. But their love will come short every time. Yeah. Every time you try to look somewhere else for something that you need that only God can give, it will fall short every time. Yeah. God has put greatness in you. So another thing I want you to know, you are worth dying for, and God has put greatness in you. Say, greatness, greatness. is in me. I can hear you say, greatness. greatness. You don't sound great. Girls, greatness, greatness. is in me. Greatness. Girls, if you keep talking, I'm going to separate you guys. Say, greatness, greatness. is in me. When you look in the mirror, do you feel like that? When you look in the mirror, do you always feel like there's greatness in you? There's probably some days that you're like, mm, I don't like what I see. There's probably some days where you go to school and you don't feel great. Again, school drama, grades, and you feel. I know sometimes my daughter, she goes, I hate school. Sometimes she talks about, you know, working so hard to get good grades. I know that that's a weight. And it can really make you think, maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I can't, I, there is nothing good in me. I can't do it. I can't accomplish anything. Greatness is in you. Struggling in school, failing a test, you being bullied, friends betraying you, all of that. God didn't send his son for you to live like that. He didn't send his son for you to live defeated. He didn't send his son for you to walk around and being betrayed, walk around feeling like a failure, walking around feeling like you're not worth anything. Again, he sent his son for you. You're worth dying for. And he wants you to know how great his love for him, for how great his love is for you. And until you understand that and know that, you're not going to live a life in his fullness. You're going to walk around and give what belongs to God to other people, and you'll be the one hurt at the end. You'll walk around and give what belongs to God to other people and you will be left hurting at the end because you gave something that belongs to God. 
There is greatness in you, and we waste it. We waste it on the things around us. We waste it on the people at the moment because of how you feel in the moment, your emotions at the moment. And before we know it, these thoughts start messing with our heads and we forget. It's very easy, even as church kids, it's very easy to forget your identity in Christ. It's very easy, especially if you're going to secular schools, especially if, for me, I had cousins who weren't saved. And so it was a, it was a different world for me. I, my family, my mom, you know, we, we were born Catholics, and so seeing my family live one way and then going to church learning a different way, it was very, very difficult to know which way to go. But if you go to God, God will always point you the way. But if you continue going to the people around you, friends, friendships, and look to them for greatness, again, apart from God, you can do nothing. Apart from God, that friendship will not profit you anything. If you have a friendship that you're looking to for your comfort, you're looking to for strength as though they're your source, you're looking to them as though they bring worth to you, apart from God, there's nothing. That's going to fall short. You, soon enough, soon enough you will see that nothing can compare to God. And you're settling. You're settling. You're settling if you're looking to your friends for something that only God can give you. You're settling if you're looking to a guy. You're settling if you're looking to be the best student. I want to be straight A's, and you think that's how you're going to know you're all that. You're settling because God is so far greater than even perfect grades, being a cheerleader, being on the basketball team, blah, blah, blah. All the things in school that you grab hold of and go, that makes me cool. That makes me feel good. That makes me have lots of friends. That makes me a part of the popular crew. That brings me closer to that girl. That brings me closer to that boy. All of that stuff is all fading away. You're looking at the now moments and you're giving away stuff, heart, pieces of you, pieces of the, the, the insides of you to things that will fall short every time. God will never leave you nor forsake you. God is the one thing that you can count on to be true. But we forget our greatness and we go to other people looking for greatness in them and for them to make us great. God has placed greatness in you. Our identities get distorted every time we look to a person to make us feel good. Our identities get distorted every time we look to a friendship to make us feel good, a friend to make us you know, feel valuable. Friends are great. I have a, the best friend. You'll, none of your friends will ever compare to my best friend. I'm so sorry to tell you that. You will never get a best friend as good as mine. Friendships is amazing. But I know that my value is not in Pastor Nicole. My value is in, in Jesus. It's what Jesus did for me. It's the fact that he died for me and raised for me. And now I am blessed and now I have power. Now I have these benefits that I don't deserve. And there's greatness inside of me, not because I have the best, best friend there is that all existed in the entire universe. But I have these benefits because I serve the King of Kings 
the Lord of Lords. I have been adopted into His family. I am now the daughter of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I am now royalty, and every one of you are royalty as well. But we live like we're not. We live like we're defeated. We live like we're dumb because we got a C, a D, or an F. We live like we're weak because we're getting bullied. You know, these are different things that you can go to God about and say, Lord, this is happening, and then you can go in front of that mountain and say, get out of my way. These are things you have the power to do. You don't have to ask me or Pastor Nicole to pray all the time. There is greatness inside of you. And so whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're dealing with, you don't have to go to your friends about it. You can go before the Lord and say, you said that there's greatness in me. You said that I have Christ dwelling in the inside of me. And if Christ doesn't have to deal with this, then I don't have to deal with this. But we get our minds off track, off focus, onto the things that are happening around us that we lose who we really are. We lose the greatness that's inside of us. We forget that it's there and we ignore it and we push it to the side and we let the circumstances around us mess with our heads, distort our identity. And that's why we start to act crazy. That's right. That's why you start doing things you said you would never do. That's why you start having thoughts. It's not that it's natural and who I am, but it's you start having thoughts because you started to move away to who you truly are. And you started to forget who the greatness, the greatness that's inside of you. It's not, a lot of times people will say this is the natural way to feel. You guys are supernatural spirit beings. Amen. Supernatural spirit beings. Live like supernatural spirit beings. Amen. Jesus raising from the dead, is that natural? Jesus raising from the dead? That's crazy. That's supernatural. That's what's inside of you. So what you think is natural, what you feel is natural, you're spirit beings. We live in the supernatural. We, we serve a God that can raise people from the dead. That's not natural. That's out of this world. That's crazy stuff. And that's what's inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to get our focus less on ourselves and more on God. The less you, you look at just you and what's around you, and the more you look at God, you will start to see all the things that you were concerned about will start falling into place. Your grades will go up. You won't, be con you won't feel so awkward. You won't feel so left out because everybody else gets to party but you. You won't feel so left out because everybody else gets to date but you. You won't feel so left out because your mom wants you to do homeschooling, cyber school. You won't feel so left out when you have your identity in Christ. You won't feel so left out because you've put your worth and value in your creator and not on the people that are around you. And it won't matter whether you're going to public school, cyber school, homeschool. It won't matter whether you're on the basketball team or not. It won't matter if you have that boyfriend or not. It won't matter if you have those sneakers or not because your value is in Christ Jesus. The greatness of God dwelling in you helps you to look away from yourself and away from the situation and onto Christ. The enemy wants to mess with your heads and a lot of times we let him. 
He wants you to think you're not smart enough. He wants you to think you're not cool enough. He wants you to think you are different. He wants you to, he wants you to be confused of who you are so that you don't access, you don't activate the greatness that's in you. He wants you. It, you know, and how foolish that is of us. There's something so great in us and we don't even activate it. We don't even grab hold of it because we're listening to the feelings and thoughts that are around us. Let's go to Ephesians 2.10. This is how great you are. Ephesians 2.10, God says, you are my masterpiece, for we are God's masterpiece. Say, I am a masterpiece. Say, I'm a masterpiece. Yes, you are God's masterpiece. You are valuable. A masterpiece is valuable. Isaiah 64, 8 says, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all formed by His hands. You, not, you are not here by accident. Amen. You're not a mistake. He says, we are the clay, you are the potter. We are all formed by your hands. Psalms 138 says, He will not forsake the works of His own hands. You were made by Him, and He will not forsake the works of His own hands. He created you, and He will not leave you on the shelf somewhere. He created you, and He will not forsake the, the very thing that He made. He says He has great plans for you to prosper you, for you to have a future and a hope. There is so much more that you have, that God has for you, but we settle. He won't forsake you, but people will. And we give ourselves up to people and push Him to the side. Colossians 2.9 says, The fullness of God lives in you. The fullness, guys. Everything of God is in you. And so let's set our hearts on Him. Say, I want, I want to hear you shout this, say, I want, I want to set, set my heart on him. Don't set your heart on anybody else. Set it on him. You are valuable. You're worth dying for. He put the same power and fullness of God inside of you. He put greatness in you. And for you to really live the life that he wants you to live, you need to set your heart on him. Our hearts are divided. Our hearts on many other things instead of being set on Him. And He says, I'm looking for a heart that's committed. Those who diligently seek Me, He will reward. He will reward you if you diligently seek Him. The things that you need, you need help in school, He'll do it. You need help at home, He'll do it. You need to see a parent come to, to know the Lord, He'll do it. You have a brother or sister who's away from the Lord, He'll do it. Whatever it is that you are in need of, He says, if you diligently seek Me, I will reward you. These are rewards. These are ways He will reward you. If you need Him, He will be there if you diligently seek Him. And if you seek Him with your whole heart, He says, you will find Me. You will find Me. Hey, Samuel. Is He coming to stay with us? Oh, okay. Sammy Whammy. Um, if you seek him with your whole heart, you will find him. There's a story in the Bible. Do you guys know the book of Daniel? Who knows the book of Daniel? All right. If you 
read the book of Daniel in the first chapter. There's a story about Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, right? The Babylonians are being invaded. They took Judah captive. And so these four men, these are Christian guys, right? These four guys, and they're young. I don't know. They might be around your age. So these four guys, they're Christians, and they were taken captive, right? And the king was like, I want you four to serve me. And so these four guys are Christian. The king wants them to serve him, and he goes, I want to change your name because your name praises God. And the king wanted to change their, their identity. The king wanted their allegiance. But these four men were like, you can change my name all you want, but my heart is sold out. My heart is set on God. There are many names people are going to call you, and there are many names you're going to call yourself. Many names. There are many things I know sometimes I even have to say to myself. Vanessa, no, you're not stupid. Vanessa, no, you're not afraid. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Vanessa, you're not shy. You're not timid. God has given you boldness. There are many things that people or yourself may say to you, but you have to set your heart on Christ and know that my identity is in God. These four Christians, they may have changed their names, but they knew that their identity was in Christ and they were set, their hearts were set on God and they were blessed. God made them smarter, 10 times smarter than the, those that were around them. And so that, those problems you have, I rem we were just talking to one of the youth about her grades. I'm not going to say her name. But whatever that is that you need, help in school. God made these four ten times wiser than the rest. Ten times wiser than those that were around them. Because their hearts were set on Him. We need to devote our hearts on Him and whatever that is that you're struggling with. God will take care of because you are valuable to Him. Because He wants to do great things in you. Because there's so much more to you than you know. You need to know that He sees you. He loves you. There's greatness in you. And He wants you to take hold of what He has for you. Not what this world or what the enemy wants you to think. You are to be or do or say. If you guys can close your eyes. I want to pray. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that our value is in you. I thank you, Father God, that you thought we were worth dying for. And you sent your son to be beaten and bruised for our punishment that we deserved. And though we didn't have to pay that price, you allowed us to get all the benefits from what your son did. You allowed us to get all the power that came from Him raising from the dead. All the benefits and blessings and promises that we do not deserve. And I pray that everyone tonight, God, that they would understand that there is a love for them that is so great that no one here on earth can come even close to. And that at any day that they feel like they're unloved, rejected, neglected. I pray that God that they would know to look to you and know that their God, the great I am, loves them with an everlasting love. And when it's hard, they go to you. 
When it's good, they go to you. When they feel alone, they go to you. When they need a friend, they go to you. When they need a mother, a father, whatever they are in need in, I pray that they would know tonight that they have all of that in you. And that God, that they will never settle for anything less than your best for them, Father God. If there's anyone in this room tonight and you, you know that you're not living right with the Lord, and you want to really grab hold of this love that's not like any other love out there, and you want to get right with God because you want to really feel His love. You don't feel loved, or you know that you're just far off, and you want to get right with God tonight. Tonight is your night to get right with Him. If you would raise your hand and say, I want to get my life right with God, Tonight is your night. If you can raise your hand, if you want to get your life right with God tonight. Okay. And then is there anyone in this room where you know that your focus has been other, other places? You know that your eyes have not been on God or you've not looked to God for your worth? Or you, you're just struggling with that part. Maybe you're not looking to anyone else, but you are hurting because you don't feel worthy. You don't feel valuable. You don't feel like you're anybody important. And you are struggling with that. You're struggling with your identity. You're struggling with knowing that you are loved, that you are great, that there's goodness and greatness in you. And tonight, you really want God to come in and, and just reveal this to you like never before. Reveal the fact that he, he loves you. He loves you. And if everyone else is failing you, He won't. He will not fail you. If you know that that's you and you're struggling with feeling God's love, but you tonight, tonight God is opening His arms to you and God's telling you, I love you. If you can raise your hand tonight. Because this is for you. God wants you to know that you're loved. God wants you to know that you don't have to look to somebody else for value. God looks at you and sees greatness. Sees something good. You may not see it, you may not feel it, but God wants you to know that's what He sees. If you're struggling with knowing God's love for you, raise your hand because I would like us to pray for you. I don't want you leaving here not knowing. I don't want you leaving here not knowing how loved you are. If you would please raise your hand. Now those who raised their hand, if you can come up. For Casey, if you want to come here. And Jolene, if you want to come here. <clears throat> 